Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name is Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? We're back. You should have your listeners make their own versions of the intro song. I should. What a great Let's idea. <laughs> Mine's going to be fish. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's been going on? I'm stealing what you said, Ben, because it makes me laugh. The incels have won. From, the, from oh, yeah. Sonic. <laughs> so, we were talking about that yeah. earlier. <laughs> so I, we both saw Birds of Prey. I really liked I love it. Birds yeah, of Prey. I liked it a lot. Um, but then it didn't do as well. I don't believe in empowering women that are criminals. I thought I was going to end after women. Oh. Fooled you. Hey, it's, it's a movie. But what what was your point? What, you said the incels won because of Sonic. Well, n- <laughs> it's not it's not like a real line of thinking. No, like, yeah, like, we're, we're totally being it, it was blowing up on Twitter because people were making fun of yeah. the perspective. So yeah, it was like people were saying, "Oh, it's a win for the incels and a loss for feminism." That Sonic the Hedgehog is, you know, the biggest movie in the world right now, where Birds of Prey like failed to meet expectations. <laughs> the reason has nothing to do with the movies because exactly. Sonic is a, is a movie for kids. It's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's why it's such a ridiculous perspective. I do agree that uh, probably Birds of Prey would have done better if it wasn't rated R. I don't think it needed to be. I'm trying to like do the replay it in my head. There's probably a few scenes but that they could have taken Yeah, out. it probably didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> What cracked me up is by the time I got around to seeing it, it was retitled. Okay, so it was as Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, because somehow they thought that would make it more accessible for more people, or their name recognition would be better for for people to go see it. Yeah, but uh, I think it was too little, too late at that all point. Right, all I'm saying is not my Huntress, not my Black Canary. What? Why? Uh, I like. I like. The, uh, I liked. Uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead in uh, she was great. I like mm-hmm. the Arrowverse. I I like the uh, the Black Canary in that, but I do think I like the Arrowverse Black Canary. She didn't do that many. She just was kind of a cool character. She didn't do a lot of quote Black Canary stuff. This the one in Birds of Prey only uses her yeah power like cry. once yeah yeah. Is but it, she's a cool character a, otherwise. Is that canary a um? Mutation or is it a device? They, no, it's, a mutation. it's a mutation. They don't really talk about it that much. Her mom apparently also had the power, just kind of like with the, how they do it with the comics too. Yeah, because some versions. The Arrowverse got crazy where Laurel, the original, it was a necklace, and then Sarah Lance now has like a bracelet watch type thing that does it, and then the new Laurel Lance is a mutation from yeah. Earth too. Yeah, I was gonna say there's they brought one over from yeah. a different Earth. Um, but I thought. Birds of Prey was fun. And um, Dinah's a mutation, too. It's one of the better DCU movies. Yeah. I don't know if they're still using that banner. I would agree. Um, but then I also like Sonic, so I don't. there shouldn't be this divide. Like Sonic was fine for what it was. Yeah, I thought so, too. I uh, Jim Carrey was the best part, oh, for sure. Good, yeah. It was nice to see him kind of doing Jim Carrey again. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't see either um, out of protest. No, but, I dude, swear. it's a big commercial I, uh, for Olive Garden. Why didn't you It watch is a big it? commercial for Olive Which Garden. Which one? Uh, Sonic. Sonic. It's nice. so funny because you said that and like I, I watched the Sonic. You commented something about uh, Olive Garden only. Oh, yeah. infinite, like, Similar to how the Power Rangers movie from a couple years ago is a Krispy Kreme commercial. Yes. Yeah. Sonic yeah. is a Sonic is a yeah. The whole like point like where they had the the, the GPS location was at a Krispy Kreme donut. The whole yeah. MacGuffin of the movie like they had to get <laughs> this spot at a Krispy Kreme. Right. I missed that somehow. I heard that movie. I thought it was. Fun. I thought it was good. The Power yeah, Rangers movie. I was watching this top ten list of movies that are way better than you think. Yeah. And Power Rangers was on there. Yeah. For sure. I've got all five pops, but not on purpose. I I wasn't a fan of how they looked, but I liked the movie. Yeah. It was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Someone gave me the Pink Ranger, and then when Toys R Us went out of business, I got like the other four for like two dollars. And did each. you get that green one too? No, because it was Rita Repulsive. Yeah, but. It's not Tommy Oliver. I don't want it. But they mentioned they tease him yeah. at the in the. Or it could be a her. They just say Tommy. Or it could be a her. Yeah, because they thought they'd get a sequel. <laughs> yeah, they thought they'd get a sequel, which is sad because that movie deserved one. But oh boy, such is life. Um, no, I just not out of protest. I just you know 
I've seen two movies in 2020. And Good for you. It's been fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if I'll hit my... Oh, no, it was under 100. Yeah, my under 100 goal is looking pretty good right now. I think I'm going to watch Battlefield. One for each month. Uh, Alita tonight, because I found out it's on HBO. Which one? Uh, Battlefield Alita. Or Alita Battle Angel, Alita, yeah. Yeah, Battle, yeah. I bought the 4K of that, and I have not watched it yet. I, I need to do that. Uh, just because on HBO. Uh, then I think we've already talked about it. I saw Knives Out and Parasite, and I really enjoyed those movies. Yep. But um, Ryan Johnson was like on was it Yahoo, like one of the YouTube-type shows, and he revealed something pretty interesting, and it's blown my mind. And mm. I want to just talk about it really quickly. Uh, he let it slip. Well, he purposely did it. That Apple has a stipulation that villains cannot have iPhones. And it's <laughs> nice. blowing my mind because it's so right. I noticed it in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a few years ago. At one point, all the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. operatives had Mac computers. And then one day they didn't. It's because... It was it, after Hydra took over. Yeah, there was like a Hydra takeover. I'm like, huh. It didn't click in my head then. But now that this... Apparently, it's been going on. People have noticed it since uh, 2001 with t- the show 24. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. It's it's so funny, but it kind of spoils movies now. Yeah, yeah. If you're like, hey, wait, that guy's got an you iPhone. You look at their phones. Yeah, He's a good guy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's why Snape had one. Right. Snape had an iPhone the whole time. Mm-hmm. We should have known. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that's pretty wild. It's, um, it's funny to me. <laughs> you're right. That does kind of ruin mo- uh, movies from going forward. It specifically ruins uh, Knives Out. Dan, I don't know if you care. I don't know anything about the movie other than it's called. Well, the Island. only member Apparently of the, the family doesn't have a iPhone. Only member oh, yeah. of the family that doesn't he's got have a, an iPhone. You're right. Yeah, he's got. Man, yeah, I know. <laughs> thinking like, about it, it's yeah, been blowing my mind. It's so funny, and I'm not huh. like mad. Some people like, oh, corporate over. I bet you every phone company doesn't has stipulations like that. We only ever see generic phones from bad guys. I'm thinking. Uh, mm. I don't. Uh, good guys. It depends on. I, uh, good guys. I think it also shots. Get, like, I think it also depends occasionally on the studio because a lot of times you'll see good guys in say like a Columbia Pictures movie will yeah. be using like a Sony a Sony uh yeah any Sony movie they're, whatever they're that new one Sony. is that they have and then uh, I've seen movies where the good guys are using Windows phones. And <laughs> Nobody if you can believe it. that. Yeah, no, I don't that doesn't that at all, it doesn't even exist anymore. People don't use Windows phones. I feel well, like I just, this was when it was a thing. No, even then, I would just make <laughs> like a a very like generic Apple smartphone looking kind of phone. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what like Marvel Cause, movies do now. Like, yeah, because I mean, they use like a generic. They started off yeah. using like the first Iron Man. He used that weird phone that flipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I think they just use like here's a plate of glass. Right, it's also much. Yeah. yeah, like. Well, because it's like, okay, we see a movie, they're using an iPhone 3, like, that instantly dates the movie for you. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they're going for that, like, if you made a movie now, but it needs to be set. Like, I've been yeah. watching a lot of uh, Better Call Saul. I know this is a movie sh- podcast, but they, they do oh, a really... show that I caught up on, too. I'm saying Me Better Call Saul might be better than Breaking Bad. It's a slow burn. It's a great show. It's Me so ho. good. Um, But they do a good job with product placement of era, because he did a... F- Five hour energy drink. I'm like, no, that didn't exist back then. Google created in 20, 2004. The episode in 2004. I'm like, you're good, show. <laughs> you were so good. Me and my friends still talk about the second episode when the grandma's like, Mijo. <laughs> Mijo, who's here? So we just randomly will call each other and be like, Mijo. <laughs> oh, what's his name in that episode from Breaking Bad? The bad guy. What's his name? Caesar? First, the Nick. first bad guy. Yeah, forget his name. That's... It's his grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mijo. What's, Tico. What's that? Tico, yeah, it is. I'm bad with names, but I'm... Uh, anyways, uh, the big news thing happened like yesterday day before, but Bob Iger is mm-hmm. stepping down from Disney. Yeah. Crazy. I thought it was going to be Kathleen Kennedy I think first. That was the big news you were going to talk about. Kathleen Kennedy would have been a. She's. That would have been crazy. Dude, the, the rumor's been all over that she's got. Me too. Not me too. <laughs> um, that they're trying to face her out of it. Because that was a stipulation with Lucasfilm yeah. she got on board. So she kind of was, what's the word, uh, grandfathered into the whole yeah, Disney right. corporation. Yeah. But. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for her to get booted yeah well there was a big rumor that she was uh locked out of the mandalorian 2 um shooting like filming like yeah like, yeah, yeah. No, and fr- <laughs> frankly if the it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to that <sighs> show because i mean i think that show is the best star wars has been since disney's taken over 
it is and it is. I love the Mandalorian, but I was kind of watching this other thing that made me kind of. They're just giving you things you already liked before, and it's not really growing. Really? Yeah, we like Yoda. We like Bo- Boba Fett. It's just giving you kind of different shades of what you liked before, like hmm. member berries, nostalgic things. Like it's not pushing. No, I I don't want to take anything away from Mandalorian because I enjoy it a lot. But narratively, it's not pushing any like themes of growth. Like, what's, we got this lone gunman. And that's fine, not every piece of media needs to. Um, but I just, I feel like Star Wars needs to do better with something. And it was like a, it was kind of like a. Mandalorian's not about a lone gunman, it's about a father and son finding each other on the an adventure. lone cub and wolf thing. Yeah. yeah. It, that's more the analogy I was going for, but. Right. Uh, since we're talking about Mandalorian, um, fantastic show. Oh yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, you're doing yourself a disfavor. Yeah. I had, um, I had one critique of it, but first, Gus Freeman, killing it, man. Yeah. He's the bad guy on The Boys. Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy on, I guess he's not technically a bad guy, I don't know. He's in charge of the bot company on The Boys. Yeah. The bad guy in He's going to be the bad guy in season two. He's in Better Call Saul, which we were just like, talking about. Esposito, Gianluca, or Gianluca. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. yeah. He's very one-noted, though, but yep. he's everywhere. So, spoilers that he gets the Darksaber. I've watched all of Clones, Clone Wars leading up to it yeah. and I heard that they're doing a replica Darksaber I want that nice. I need that in my I life that. I so want it my critique of the show was that they showed us his face yeah that's fair uh, I... people were kind of disappointed with that I guess I just always thought that's what he was going to look like I never let it entertain like maybe he's an alien maybe he's a woman uh, no, I figured he'd be humanoid but it's like the whole point of the show is he never takes his helmet off in front of somebody like he could have they still could have had that moment and just like we see IG instead like, and then after he took his helmet off, I was like, man, this should have been John Cusack. <laughs> and then that's all I could hear from then on. It's John Cusack's voice. Bung, bung, but not, not like current up. John Cusack, you know, but like, like young, say like anything? say anything John Cusack. No, like high fidelity John Cusack. I need must to see love dogs. Oh, John okay. Cusack. <laughs> like, you know, early 2000s John yeah. Cusack. Still, still a little rough, but not geezered. <laughs> not out of his, like. 1842 or whatever that mm-hmm. horror movie's called. Oh, man. I 1492 or something yeah. like that. Uh, 1408. Speaking of Star yeah, Wars, Bob Iger leaving, that kind of sucks, but what it is. But the um, the new thing they're doing is the High Council. Did you see the trailer for that? Yes. The comic thing they're doing. Well, it's, it's a multimedia thing. Or books thing. or whatever it is. It's going to start off in books, but I think if it starts catching on, that's where they're going to take the movies mm. and probably shows. I feel like the new 52 of Star Wars. It's not a reboot. So this is like after the New Republic? No, so it's 200 years before episode one, basically. Ooh, I like so that. So they call it the High Council, and their big thing is, um, th- Jedi Knights of the Round Table. Like, if this is like the high point of the Jedi Council when they're interested. And it's technically a time of peace, so there's not gonna be like these big wars. It's gonna be more like these smaller stories of Jedis having to police like borders. Or maybe there is a threat that the, they, they get to squash before it. It's too big. Um, I kind of I like the idea. I I've been wanting them to get away from the Skywalkers. I, I now I almost wish they didn't do the sequel trilogy because it it put a bad taste to all the movies. But from day one, Disney purchasing Star Wars, I'm like, let's do some like stories not involving the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. So part of this excites me, but then it goes back to the prequel itis where it doesn't because you know ultimately in 200 years it's not going to matter. The Republic's going to fall. Uh, but we do get Yoda's going to be there. He's he's a two hundred years younger. He's still Yoda yeah. at his prime. Be interesting to see what he looks like as yeah. Years maybe younger. he's got some brown hair or something. Like hey, he's got a ponytail. Like, <laughs> right. Stop. But see that that brings up the argument of like the prequel watching order. Like the correct order to watch a prequel is after the original because mm-hmm. the payoff isn't you know here's the origin story. The payoff is oh. This is how that happened. Yeah. And so the prequels are fundamentally flawed because of the, the viewing order thing. Because the big payoffs does, they don't, like nothing matters because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. There is a way to do prequels. Like there, I, I've said this show too many times. I'm already mad at myself. But Better Call Saul is the perfect example of how you do a prequel. Because you watch the rise of Saul Goodman and he starts off life as Jimmy McGill. And you know where he's going to end. And they actually show future shots too. But it's not 
that that's not what's important. I mean, it's a slow burn. And that is important. He's never put in danger. Or if he is, you know he's going to get out. So that's not the main focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where the prequel's messed up. Like, oh no, Anakin's in danger. He's he's chained up. Yeah. But you know he's not. Yeah, I mean, that goes, but, I mean, that happens all over the place where it's like they do flashbacks or like uh, it's another TV show, but the Arrowverse, like mm-hmm. they were doing flashbacks to the five years he yeah. was on the island. And, and we'd and always get annoyed by it. Like, why are you. His life's like constantly in danger. And it's like. We, we know he's going to be fine. Yeah, right? he's going to get some scars, but it's cool. Yeah. But then you find out they replace him with the cyborg. Oh. <laughs> That's the story of gorillas, man. Um, Noodle the guitarist, they think, dies, and they just replace her with the <laughs> cyborg, and then she comes back and fights the cyborg. <laughs> that is awesome. Interesting. The, the High Council will work if they tell smaller stories. And you, you do have this huge, like platform of like different things you can do and one of the so the books i think are going to come out like in august claudia gray is my favorite one of my favorite authors right now in the star wars thing she did this book called across the stars or i'm messing it up but it's been it's like romeo and juliet in star wars world it's a really good story but she she's good so they've, they've got high talented artists or i mean writers to flesh out this world but that's what star wars is going to do next i mean clearly they're going to keep going with the mandalorian fun fact about Bob Iger, though. Yeah. Um, his replacement, Bob Chapik. Yeah, that's Bob too. That, like another Bob. So, Bob Chapik is um, the friend and mentor of my personal mentor. Uh, a guy named guy named Chris Connolly. He'd hate to have me name drop him here. I don't, but I don't know Do if he it. listens to this, so it's whatever. But um, but. Him. He and his family have been close to my family for probably 20, 25 years. And they used Bob to live, Odekert. used to live on my parents' street. And, um, he, I guess he and Bob moved together from LA to Cincinnati when, I don't know. I don't know if Disney sent them out here or what was going on. Um, or if there was something else. And then, um, and then Bob Chapik became, I guess, the head of the Disney parks. Hmm. Um, and then Chris, I guess, and his family had moved back to LA and then he started working in consumer products and, um, Chris eventually worked his way up to be like the senior VP of Disney's consumer products. Um, and then, um, after a few years, he just decided he couldn't really put up with the stress and the workload anymore. So, um, so he took a bit of a cut and he went to go work for Bob. In the parks division, huh. um, just because I guess an opportunity arose, and they've you know they've worked together for a while and looked up to each other, whatever. And um, so I think Chris is still working in the parks division now um, because I think they they restructured again and brought parks and consumer. Pro- they brought like ev- all of the like consumer facing experiences like together under one division. So like consumer products interactive like video games and stuff and then like the um like the like the toys and stuff all of that got brought into one department i think and um so i guess chapik was the head of that and then at, i guess uh, at some point over the past like year and a half or so maybe even longer iger has been like they've been having conversations about having him replace yeah iger as ceo um so it's been a long time coming apparently but uh Chris is very excited. I talked to him briefly just over text the other day when I saw the announcement. Um, so pretty cool that there's, I don't really have a crazy personal connection, but it's cool that, you know, it touches like somebody that's close to me. Yeah. Somewhat somewhat in your circle. Is galaxy edge still like impossible to get into? No, you can get in there. Cool. Disney's expensive just in general, but yeah. you no yeah. longer have the waiting list. That's why I thought like you had to make a reservation. No, yeah. it's not like that anymore. Because for a while they were struggling. They, they 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 couldn't pay people to go to come for a while. Really? Yeah, and then because they I only have like one out, ride and then expensive merchandise, but now they have two rides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd spend all my money there, but my company's sending us down there, and uh, they're giving us discount tickets to Disney, and they're five dollars cheaper than normal. I was like, oh my god, Disney, that's so generous. I know. Well, you going to Disney? When it costs like 200 bucks to get if in I anyway. If I pay you like $200, will you give me a Soka Sabre? That was a Soka Sabre. Uh, Soka Tano from... She's got two... Oh, Soka. A Soka. Yeah, she's got two white lightsabers. I thought you said a Soka Sabre. No, a Soka. We'll see. 
If you oh, go shit. there, I'm going to give you money. <laughs> you bring me back these lightsabers. For a while, they stopped letting people take the, the Coke bottles and stuff because they yeah. look like grenades. Yeah, the, the, the airlines, I forget that. Yeah, I think you can take them now, but they have to be empty. I think, yeah, it sounds, it sounds right. That makes sense. What about if you can mail them? I think that's what they were encouraging people to do, actually, was mail them to ship them. Yeah, I think they're neat looking. Yeah, I definitely, if I went there, I'd, I'd get some and keep it. <laughs> yep. When we start recording again, it'd be neat for one of the weeks on the desk. Yeah, just, I saw them at cons, people charging like $50 yeah. for them. I'm like, no, screw you. <laughs> screw you? Yeah. I'm not. I'd get one of each one. Okay. Yeah. It's the crappy part. We have to buy the tickets before March 10th, but we don't like get our flight information until May. And you can like adjust your flight and stuff. I'm like, like I want to buy like two days worth and then plan on staying late or going in early. But yeah. I'm like, but they don't let us. And this is the conundrum. Yep. So, uh, topic of discussion um, for the show here. Um, this has been requested repeatedly oh, um, yeah. by a friend of mine. Um, and the 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 topic of discussion is food and movies. Food and movies. It sort of ties into the talk we were having on the. Oh man, I would have brought on examples. the last show. Um, shawarma, veggie shawarma. So what example? What examples are you? Thinking I don't know because I've got two specific. Well, I, the Avengers. I, the Avengers shawarma. That's dude, a good one. Just anything binging with Babish puts on his YouTube's. You ever watch binging with Babish? A little bit. He, that's all his thing. Like, he just had a recipe for, um. The Ramdan. The Ramdan. I watched that one. And then the, the breakfast sandwich from Birds of Prey. The chili dog from the Oh, Irishman. the breakfast sandwich from Birds of Prey. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hilarious. Dang. I would have brought Man, that. Man, it sounds like a good show we should have done. Binging with Babish? Yeah. He actually makes it. Yeah, he actually prepares yeah, the food. And he never shows his face. I've seen his face because sometimes they do. It's always like the shot from his shoulders down. So you just see his hands making the thing. He it's does a. It's a show I want to do, but I just don't have any time and motivation. Damn, editing for all that. And he's got a really no, nice job, not mine. Well, okay. So there's two steps. There's not only editing, but prep. Like, so yeah. he'll make a partial dish, but then yeah. he's already made it six hours ahead of time. Like, yeah. Let this sit for six hours. Right. Like this. Right. Well, that's a cooking show one on one. Yeah. It's a lot of like planning. You can't just wing it. <laughs> so but what do you got, man? But so so um, I don't remember how the conversation started, but. She's a friend who listens to the podcast, somebody that I met at Sundance a couple years ago. And, um, I don't remember if, I don't, I think she had something on Twitter about Spanglish, the sandwich from the movie Spanglish Ooh. with Adam Sandler. I've seen that movie once. Um, I can't recall the sandwich. So, so there's a scene in that movie so, where he, uh, he's a chef. He's right? like, se- yeah. yeah okay. So he's, a, he's a chef. He's like separated kind of from his wife, sort of. And, or they're like on that. Right, I, I'm trying to remember. They're like kind of they're together, together but, not really. but he works a lot. So yeah, so I remember that being part of that movie was that there's sort of like a divide in their relationship a bit. But at, so at some point in the movie, about half halfway, three quarters of the way through, he goes out drinking, comes home, and he's he's buzzed, and he just makes something to eat out of whatever he's got, and then um and then I guess later on the um. The woman whose perspective the movie's from, the housekeeper. I don't remember if she's the housekeeper or the tutor or whatever she is. I think she's and, the um, housekeeper. So she comes over and then they end up hanging out. But um, he makes this sandwich out of like sourdough bread. Favorite bread. So he takes sourdough bread and then what you do is you put it, I guess, under a broiler with, uh, with cheese mm-hmm. on one side. In the movie, he uses Monterey Jack. Um, so for, but, you know, for the purpose of making it at home, you realistically can use whatever you want. Um, but then the other side, I guess you put mayonnaise on and then it's essentially just a BLTE. So it's just bacon, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and an egg. Oh, okay. Like what's Uh, the E? Yeah. (laughs) What's the E? With cheese on it. BLTEC. I don't know. Um, so I had some eggs and some leftover turkey bacon. Oh, so you made and some this? bread, and I actually went ahead and made one. This is toward, used, this is about mid January. You used your broiler in your oven? Did you burn your bread? I did use the broiler in the oven. I did not burn the bread. I've, I've done that so many times because it goes fast. So it turned out looking like that. Ooh, fancy. Um, Ooh. And I'll, I'll post these pictures when we do the ep- when the episode goes up. Um, Ooh. But it's it's always really good. And then you got You got to make sure you 
keep the yolk runny. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, and then you cut it open, you take a picture like that, and it looks freaking awesome. Ooh, that's good. Um, the problem, though, with using turkey bacon, especially if you don't cook it to basically burn the shit out of it, is that you take a bite, and then you pull, you end up just pulling the whole strip out because yep. it's so tough and rubbery. And it's not um, as fatty. Like, one, one step you could do is that once yeah. you fry the bacon, you put the bread in there, but there's probably not as much oh, yeah. Yeah. fat. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think of that. I stole um, it from Binging with Babish when he made that breakfast sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't utilize the, the, the grease from other, from like animal grease enough. And, um, and they should. You really should, too. It's really just, and because you it's nothing can't, but flavor. You're not supposed to pour that down the sink anyways. Mm-hmm. I lived um, in a place that has a self, like, its own septic tank. I yeah. did that, screwed everything up. Yeah. So don't ever just pour grease down your sink, Yeah, I, I always empty mine into, like, a pickle jar or yeah. a yeah. sauce jar or something. Exactly. Um, Learned that the hard way. Right. Um. So that, so that was that sandwich, and that's, that's one that... Uh, that's my good. mom actually loves that movie. So growing up, like in high school and stuff, around sort of, I guess that movie came out a little before high school. I was in high school, but um, my mom saw that movie and was like, "Man, that sandwich looks so good." So we had, so we used to have this for dinner a few times a year. Jeez. Like, it's a good looking sandwich because it because it's relatively easy. It's not, you know, you can yeah. just do it relatively quick and it's fun. Um, so that was that one, and then the other one that was the big one uh, was the uh, the Cuban sandwich from the movie Chef. Uh, I've not John, seen that John Favreau's movie Chef. So that's that's a movie where he's you know he's a chef uh-huh. in a restaurant, um, has a falling out after this food critic comes and trashes his food. Yeah. Um. So he's got to melt. So he has a meltdown. He quits the or he quits or gets fired from the restaurant, and then um, to sort of redeem himself, he goes relative kind of reluctantly, but it's you know to try to hopefully get himself back on track, maybe make amends with his wife a bit, like. He goes, uh, he, he lives in Los Angeles, so he goes to, he flies to Miami, um, to meet a friend of his wife's. And, uh, that guy, Robert Downey Jr. plays the friend, sells him a food truck. That's all broken down that he's got to restore. So he builds this thing up with, uh, his son and his sous chef from the restaurant played by John Leguizamo. And, um, so then the, the, the bulk of the movie is the redemption tour as they drive the, the food truck from Miami back to Los Angeles. It's a long drive. Yeah. So then they, you know, parts of the movie are they stop in like New Orleans, Austin, uh, I've and, always meant to watch that movie. It's like on my list or on my queue or whatever you call it anymore on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a great movie. Definitely a feel good movie. Um, and so like the crux of the, the food trucks like thing is Cuban sandwiches. Mm. They and use like, like a ch- no ciabatta bread for Cuban. So, it's interesting because technically there is such a thing as Cuban bread. Okay. And what that is, is is it's essentially a French baguette or a baguette type bread, but it's wider. So, so, so if you go get to get like real French, French baguette, it's like super thin and skinny. Um, the Cuban version is just a bit wider. Okay. So it's about, so it's about like this wide. Like three inches? Yeah, two and a half, three inches. And, um, then, so you cut, so you cut a loaf of that into, depending on how long it is, either half or threes. And then, um, and then it's, uh, either some sort of shredded pork or you can do pork roast slices. Okay. Um, ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, and yellow mustard. Is this a hot sandwich or a cold one? It's hot. Um, so for, so what I decided to do was I could have just gone easy. I could have gone to Kroger and just bought, I don't know, pr- like ready to ready to heat carnitas, thrown them in the microwave, shredded yeah. it up, and then gone to that. I made a whole roast pork shoulder, Whoa. which is what that is. You put that in a crock pot? You, uh, I roasted it in the oven in oh, a okay. roasting pan. Um, so I called uh, a butcher uh, on my side of the city, and um, you went to a butcher. I, yeah, I ordered it from a real butcher. What? What are you? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, the, like went to I went all I went all out, man. Um, wow. And so I found so on <laughs> on Gwyneth Paltrow's website, the goop? Goop, the goop website that everybody likes to make fun of. <laughs> so she's cute. actually got recipes on there, and she has the exact recipes from the movie because she was in the she was in the movie, and I think uh, Favreau and Roy Choi went to Goop to cook with her at one point. So she, she's got a bunch of his recipes on, on there. Yeah, they're all rich, and um. <laughs> So I pulled the 
the roast pork shoulder recipe and the Cuban sandwich recipe. Oh. Yeah, so that was what I used. Um, so this is the pork shoulder cut in a roasting pan with the with the marinade. Yeah, so it gave you a recipe you for make. the marinade. It gives you a recipe is that for a marinade. Pesto? What is, what, what's in that marinade? I I'm no, really it's not food. pesto. It's all kinds of different. Stuff. I got, mean, what you got going on? What you got going on there, man? Um, it's like olive oil, orange juice, Ooh, and a bunch of bunch of uh, good hot stuff. <laughs> bunch of uh, herbs, obviously. But this is also after like a 13, 14 hour brine. What? So I had so I brined it overnight too. Ben, why don't you like have a party when you make that stuff and invite? I did make a party. I did have a party. Like, well, it was for my parents and oh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. I just didn't tell you guys about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an excuse to do it again, man. That's awesome. But so that was what it looked like before it went in. This is what it looked like when it came out. Ooh, that's cool. So that's the fat cap on top. I decided to do it that way so that when it, the fat melts, it could trickle down between yeah. and all the meat. Um, and okay. dude, let me tell you, that was like it was meat candy, dude. It was perfect. And I never, I never made one. How like do that you before. get that grill on there? Did you, how do you get that press on there? Oh, oh, on this, um, my mom has a, um, a panini like press? a panini press that she brought over. Um, yeah, that's next level. Yeah, so you see the you see the remnants of the roast pork in the back there. Can you tell Ben? I watch like cooking things on YouTube all the time, so I like I know to look for stuff. Yeah, and so this, so then this is how the sandwiches turned out. That looks so good. Yeah. So what I did was well, I, I cut it cut, like yeah, your pickles. How you cut I them. cut it in slices instead of shredding it because that was slices or what they did in the movie. So, and it was pretty big, so I mean, I ended up using two, it was a lot, they were big sandwiches, so I did two pork, uh, slices of pork, and then um, a bit of ham, and I made sure that the ham, I like on Cubans to have the ham like really super thin, like paper thin, um, and then melt the Swiss cheese uh, with that, and then the pickles, I bought the pickles that are like the long yeah. sandwich ones, and then uh, mustard. Ah, that the, looked really good. Yeah, it is really good. It's arguably my favorite sandwich. Um, and I have these recipes. I'm, you know, and you can find them on on Goop or I just. Goop. I think eventually they're going to come out with a cookbook. Okay. Um, officially. Um. So yeah. So that was. It was quite the experience. I love to cook, man. It's. It's just one of those things where, eventually, like you know, I'll catch wind of something or I'll just get in the mood and I'm like, man, it would be really fun to actually do this. See, cooking is fun because that's yeah. like you can experiment. Baking is when you got to be exact. I'm not. I'm more of a fan of cooking because I. Just yeah, baking is a bit more of an exact science. I experiment with baking constantly. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Just throw some flour in there. Throw some mushed up bananas. You're good to go. Yeah. Will that work? Really? No. Yeah, I was gonna. No. Say. <laughs> Can't tell you my secret <laughs> um, ingredients. The thing I'll add to the thing that always gets me with movies and when you watch actors eat is just like to pay attention to what they're doing because. A lot of times they're just like moving stuff around in their plates. It's yeah. always funny to me. You'll see in the, I, I wish I would have had more time to prep. I think it's Jack Nicholson. One actor just eats, doesn't, he doesn't fake it. He'll eat whatever to the point where he's thrown up. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Is yeah, it Jack Nicholson? It might be. And yeah. So I am not an actor by any means, any stretch of the word, but I have done this once. Like mm-hmm. for the music video we shot, there's a scene of me eating cereal and to make it look better on the camera, they didn't use milk they used glue so i had to like fake eating that and i did accidentally take a bite of oh no um but there's a lot of that like i channeled my like what do actors do you just kind of dig around yeah Um, they just kind of play with it yeah it's always fascinating to me maybe they'll eat like one bite or Mm -hmm. something yeah because there's multiple takes got to get different angles exactly and the food's probably cold after a certain (laughs) point but i don't know something about when you see a lot of times food's a macguffin in a movie like it's Mm -hmm. the big harold and kumar like we got to go oh yeah it's a big factor. Like, I don't know. I think we don't give enough credit. Like, food's important to a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I wish I could think of, like, one outstanding thing right now. Yeah. Like, that really expensive milkshake in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. The $5 yep, milkshake. Yep, the $5 milkshake. The Royale with cheese. Yeah. Um, the I, I also did make the Ramdan, or attempted to make, like, a Kroger version of the Ramdan after the mm. after the Oscars. Yeah. And that was just me coming home from work one night. And I was like, man, I, and I've been thinking about those noodles. I was like, that sounds really good. So I just pulled off to Kroger and I bought a steak and um, some cilantro and some sauces. And I and I thought for sure that it would have been impossible to find this stuff yeah. at Kroger. No, but I found I found enough there. to make it like work. So like I got udon noodles and a pack of like 
beef ramen noodles and then a couple of like bulgogi, kalbi, and gochujang sauces. I don't know what sauces you're actually supposed to use, if anything. I think it probably could have benefited from some soy sauce. Saltier? Yeah, I probably could have. Was it too sweet? I was thinking that with those three sauces like together, it would have been fine. And it was. Um, but yeah, it would have been like just a, just a tinge of like soy sauce to make it just a pinch saltier would have been better. Um, so I'll just have to make it again, but that was really good too. Wow, and that I've got pictures good. of these three recipes that I've been talking about. Are you about. putting this on your Instagram and I'm missing it? What are you No, doing? I'm not. What I'm just, doing, I'm just man? taking it and sending you, it to people. No, you're saving it. You yeah. put it on there and then you put a movie that inspired it. Dude, you get like 10 I'm, likes right I'm there. I'm saving it for the Frankly Dumb book. That is, that is a fun thing to do, man. I, I have, I applaud this hobby. It's cool. Um, so those are the ones that I'm, I've made. I, so another one that arguably my, arguably my favorite movie ever. Okay. Um, is Big Night with Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub and Minnie Driver. Um, Stanley Tucci has a cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. He got a cookbook. Yeah. Um, I learned it from a rap song. <laughs> yeah, not even kidding. <laughs> he does have a cookbook, but I, uh, I did not know. So, Silent Life rap has, uh, you know, Little Pump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Pete Davidson, he yeah. did a spoof on it, and instead of uh, Gucci Gang, the song's called Tucci Gang. It's all about oh, that's Tucci, fantastic. Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang. He's even got a cookbook. That's like, amazing. What? Tucci's got a cookbook? <laughs> okay, sorry, I derailed what I'll you're saying. I'll define that. It's funny songs. So, so Stanley Tucci is Italian, and that cookbook is his Italian, like oh, all of his okay. recipes from growing up and whatever. Um, so in this movie... Uh, Tony Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci play brothers who are from Italy, who come to New York to. They don't look like brothers. St- well, um, <laughs> well, they come to New York to start a an Italian restaurant, and um, you know they're just sort of two guys hoofing it, right? They're not. They don't have like a lot of money. Um, they're not really a very fat, flashy place, and they're across the street from a place that's like that. It's kind of like so. Imagine like Buca de Beppo versus like Scotty's or something down like downtown. Yeah, it's real like nonchalant. Um, and so, um, the guy across the street is sort of a bit like wolf, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So the so the gist of the movie is that the guy across the street, his ulterior motive is to have those two guys close down and come work for him because he really believes that what they're doing is is outstanding. Um, and better than what he's currently doing at his restaurant. Um, but he doesn't tell them that like up front. So the beginning of the movie, he makes an offer to Stanley Tucci. He says, uh, I know you're struggling and I'm sorry, but you're my friend. I'd like to help you. My friend Louis Prima is coming to town with his band. Why don't you host it? Why don't you have them and host a dinner? Um, so, and Louis Prima is a famous Italian singer. And, um, so Stanley Tucci and, and, takes that that news takes it back to his brother and they talk it over and then they decide to plan this big night for uh this dinner for louis prima and his band and all their friends from the neighborhood um so the movie is you know stanley tucci sort of procuring all of these things and tony shalhoub cooking and sort of like the personal you know glimpses of like the personal relationships that happen around that and around all the food and stuff um so then the party happens and, um, all these people come and they have a great time. They're up like all, all, all evening and through, through the overnight, um, just various things happening. And, uh, Louis Prima obviously never shows up. And, um, so. Dude, this is, the, this is the sequel episode of SpongeBob. Yeah. The Bang Geeks episode where he has <laughs> Squid, Squilliam tricks Squidward yeah. into doing a restaurant. Right. Have you seen this episode, Dan? It's like the sequel to Bang Geeks. Not when he tricks him into doing a restaurant. Yeah. SpongeBob probably got it from this movie, actually. I'm but, gonna, um, I'm gonna fact check the time. We're we'll gonna <laughs> see who came out first. But this movie came out like 1995 or 96. Oh, yeah, then it totally beat it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, it sort of culminates with, I guess, um, they finally realize, you know, the guy across the street for being the, 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 the bastard he is, and then, uh, and then Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci sort of have a, a confrontation with one another. And then um, and the movie ends with Stanley Tucci returning to the restaurant in the early morning hours after he had been fighting with his brother. At They all kind of ran down to some beach somewhere and had this argument. And um, 
he comes back to the restaurant there the 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 kid that like works in the in the restaurant with him is a young mark anthony by the way um who doesn't who doesn't have any speaking lines but he you recognize his face um so he comes back to the kitchen and it's just a a single shot like imagine a camera up in the corner you're stanley tucci walking in um dan is mark anthony sleeping on the counter like in the kitchen just asleep on like (laughs) a tabletop back there so he hears stanley tucci come in he gets up and then there's no dialogue at all. The shot never changes, and it's just five minutes of him coming around the kitchen, coming around the, the side, cracking some eggs, and just scrambling eggs and serving them. And the two of them just eat eggs together, and then Tony Shalhoub walks in. Oh. And um, and uh, so he, they kind of look at each other across the across the room. You can tell there's a moment, and then Stanley Tucci serves him some eggs. <laughs> And so then the two of them are sitting side by side eating eggs together in the kitchen and they put their arms around each other and they're eating eggs and that's the that's where the movie ends. Oh. It's a beautiful beautiful film. I encourage everybody to find it. I think if it's not streaming for free anywhere, it's pretty easy to find on Amazon. Um DVD copies are hard to find. You're better you're better off looking for it digitally. Um and it's not on Blu-ray at all yet, which is one of the great travesties of the uh the medium at this point in time. Yeah, we are in a limbo now that if things didn't get made into blu-ray there's a chance they might not ever. yeah um i'm secretly hoping i think there's an anniversary coming up at some point like a like a 25th or something so i'm still waiting for beverly hill ninja to come on blu-ray yeah um so i'm hoping they do a 4k blu-ray at some point but i might not hold my breath anyway um so in that movie there's talk about a MacGuffin with food there is something that they make called timpano timpano and what a timpano is is if you think about a timpani drum, yeah, you know a timpani drum. Also called kettle drum, right? Is what about the you know they come in different sizes. I'd, yeah, that'd be a about, very small one. Okay, but so the smaller ones they can get. Okay, this probably a good size, like uh, I don't know. Yeah, so you know, uh, smaller than hula hoop. <laughs> yeah, well, let's say for the, for the sake the timpani drum we're picturing is about a, a quarter the size of this table. Okay. Um, so they get this bowl. So basically, this is what how you make it is you. You make an entire flat piece of fresh pasta. Ooh. So basically when you, when you take, you know, your flour, your eggs and all that stuff and you roll it together and then normally you would feed it through a pasta machine and then you can use that to cut mm. lasagna noodles or, or, or linguine or spaghetti, whatever. And then, um, so, but what you do is they make this big flat sheet of pasta. Um, they put it, they drape it sort of inside of a bowl, like a big mixing bowl. Um, and then what you do is you lay, then you build it in layers after that. So think of it almost like an Italian cake. I think I've I've seen BuzzFeed. You've probably seen, yeah. Yeah, BuzzFeed did this not so long ago. Yeah, so it's like, so the bottom layer is like cheese and tomato sauce. And then on that, you put like pinches of sausage. Yeah. And then you put more cheese. And then you put maybe this a layer of pepperoni. And then, yeah, and then you did put like put... another thing of sauce. And then you put hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, I was going to say, did they put hard-boiled eggs? Yeah, yeah. So then you put like hard-boiled eggs in it. And then like some more cheese and then some meatballs. And then you just keep building this thing with all of these different layers. Yeah. And then eventually you get to the top and then you fold the rest of the pasta over to close it. And then, um, and then I think they bake it like that. I, and you stick it in the oven yeah. like that. And then, yeah, cause when they, when they pull it out, it's like you gotta flip it. Like it's a big deal to flip it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you got to be careful because you got, I mean, it's a big thing and it's got to cook for a while and then you got to let it cool for a while because it's a big, thick piece of food. Basically, when they pull this out is it is a massive, it looks like a drum. Yeah. That's why they call it a timpano. But it's just this massive pie of like Italianness. Mm. <laughs> so It's, yeah. yeah, Tasty, that's the brand that did it. I think yeah, Tasty's yeah. by BuzzFeed. Yeah, you're right. But then they cut into this thing, and it's just like this most gorgeous melange like you've never seen before in your life. There's like hard-boiled egg, meatball, like the rigatoni egg pasta. Threw me yeah. off. Like, what's the egg doing? Cheese. Yeah. I, mean, I, I doubt it's going to make it taste bad, but that's like, who would have It's so it? good. You've had it? So. Did you make this, Ben? <laughs> so in college, and it's funny because it, when you see it, it looks and sounds like a really college food. Yeah. Uh, a buddy and I made it for a Super Bowl party. I think it was a Super Bowl party. Wow. Yeah. Um, but we did it wrong because we didn't like in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where we went to college. There was not really, as as far as we knew, there was not anywhere in town we could go to really do the flat pasta sheet. Sure. Um. So we went to the store and just got like pizza dough. 
Oh yeah, that that's completely which was wrong. A bad idea. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we got like we basically cooked it in like a Dutch oven. Um, but so I greased the shit out of the inside of the pan, and like the canned pizza dough already kind of comes oiled. Um, so I was thinking we might be safe from nonstick, but um, so it was hard because you got to put, you got to basically have one that you put inside and then stretch out, and then I had to build it so that we took another another crust and then use that as the cap and tried to like piece it together well by the time we took it out of the oven it was kind of like coming apart and it was sticking to the pan so it kind of was a clusterfuck but um i think for the first try it was really good i was gonna say it probably isn't pretty but you didn't yeah. ruin any of the components no. Exa- yeah no we didn't we didn't ruin any of the components outside of that but um now i can't decide if i want skyline or want one of uh <laughs> one of the roses has one of their like it's like there's pie pizza, pizza. With yeah, like I a saw a pie one. in it yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, sounds um, pretty similar. But no, this thing, like, look it up. It's crazy. It's like the size. Yeah, of cake. let's see if I can pull pictures up. You gotta we gotta watch cake. that clip too. What? Cake can be any size, man. That's true. Um, I can put a cake in this cup. They do make cake cups. I know they're, they're delicious. Yeah, they're your eggs. From, yeah, you can make it. I was so excited about when I saw them, and then my uh, cousin posted one when she was at the store, and she was like, "Oh, cake for lonely people." I was like, "Oh, I'm not lonely. I'm just." Tomorrow. I just don't want to make a whole cake. Um, Tucci is married to a blunt sister. Do you know that? You're married to a blunt As sister? I actually, I actually did know that. Yeah. Well, I've learned all this from the rap song, okay? <laughs> but, like, you see this? That looks pretty solid. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it comes out of the oven. It's supposed to look like that. Uh, the tasty one looked bad. And then you cut it. It was pretty And it looks like this. Oh, my gosh. That's so Um, funny. But then I... um. So last year, around almost exactly a year ago, uh, the Marymount Movie Theater here in town yeah. did a special screening of the movie, and um, the restaurant next door did like a special menu based on the movie, um, and they served choice. Timpano. Timpano. Yeah. Tempano, and uh, tempano, yeah, that tempano, one was really good. And it was it was the slices were a bit small, but it was. Um, it was what I wish we had been able to pull off. <laughs> what? I just pulled up the Tucci Gang song. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll have to watch it in a minute. <laughs> um, Tucci Gang. Tucci Gang. But, yeah, so uh, those are probably my favorites for movie food. Um, I know that there's others, like, I, there's a movie, Criterion Collection movie called uh, Tempopo. That's about a ramen noodle shop on the side of the road in Japan somewhere that's kind of going out of business. Truck driver stops in. Realize it's the best ramen he's ever had, and then decides to kind of stick around and try to help it get back on its feet. And then there's a lot of trials and tribulations after that. Um, so that's a pretty good movie too. Um, definitely make you crave ramen. Oh man, I um, want to find a good ramen joint. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a not a good movie, but it's how I knew I was always gonna be a fat kid. <laughs> um, you remember the movie Kazam? Have you seen it with Shaq being? The- yes. Yeah. So, been a long time. Yeah. I can't remember that movie either, but I, the only thing I remember is in my head, being a fat kid, I'm like, I want this. <laughs> so one of his wishes, he just wished for junk food to fall from the sky, uh-huh. and like pizza and burritos were just oh, in this Lord. room, yeah. in the ground, and it was like, ew, that's disgusting. I'm like, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Not me, man. Dude. Yeah. yeah, food movies, man, from anything. Like, even think Star Wars, blue milk. like Blue milk. Yeah. It's a piece of everything. Yep. Because that's the one thing you can't avoid as a human. you got to eat. And you can drink those mm-hmm. shakes. And... Blue That's milk. Like... That's where the uh, King's Island blueberry salsa comes from, Dan. Blue milk? Is it really? Well, I mean, yeah, they put, like, I've seen them do it. They take, like, I think there's, like, a special mix that, like, Trouse Dairy does. Or I guess it's not Trouse anymore, but they get, like, this special milk mix. Uh, and they unscrew it and they dump it in the top of the. I thought machine. you meant, like, they made that because of Star Wars. Star Wars, no. No. Well, it, the Gox's Edge is not even milk. It's like a sorbet kind of thing. Cause uh, think about I. It makes sense when they said it, like why they didn't do milk. Because you're like you're in a hot park. We're not. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give people milk. Right. <laughs> like oh okay yeah that's smart. The uh but the blue the blue ice cream at Kings Island started when they opened because they had Huckleberry Hound. Yep. Oh. Best damn ice cream in the world. It do is. You got any movies Dan, you can think of that have food that you enjoy? Lady and the Tramp. Classic. Most iconic. Yeah. Romantics. Absolutely. Scene and Can't cinematic that. history. Did you watch the live action one yet? I did. Is it, is is it worth watching? Well, <laughs> well. the answer is no. 
They made a lot of changes to characters that were just unnecessary for the script. I think I did a whole bit when it came out about how I was going to say that they made one of the white characters black, but they turned one of the dogs into a female instead. Oh. Kind of ruined the whole movie. I don't know. Mm. No, it was all right. (laughs) Animated's better. Yeah. Tends to be perfect. Yeah. I'm hoping Mulan breaks that trend because I think Mulan looks freaking awesome. It does look really good. All I know is Regal was really trying to convince me to buy tickets today. Yeah, Yeah, I I saw that. I got like three notifications about it. Um, I will see your movie. Like, I get Disney Plus. Like, yeah. I'll wait till it's on there. Thanks. Hmm. Depends on what I'm doing. I, I like. I say, I like I say that I bought Frozen Two yesterday because I couldn't wait like four more weeks. <laughs> right. Plus, I still haven't seen Frozen Two. I haven't either. I really don't care to. Yeah. I heard it's amazing. Okay. Who told you that? A six-year-old? Four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something afforded. It's amazing. It's amazing. I did. No, it's probably fine. I want all of the uh, Anna pops. Oh yeah. How many pops are there for Anna? If you count the young ones, which I think I'll skip, cause I don't know, like the young Anna, she's a little bratty to me. Do this snow? But there's eleven. Eleven? That's yeah. too many pops, man. <laughs> yeah, that's too many pops. That's way too many pops. <laughs> well, that's why I'm skipping the young ones. So there's only nine. Still has way too many pops. How many costume changes do they have in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> nine. Well. I think three are from the first one, and no, probably four and five is probably how it splits up. I can't take that movie seriously anymore. We probably even talked about it on the show how Olaf is supposed to be like five foot, and therefore, oh yeah, yeah everybody's a giant. <laughs> everybody's yeah, I saw a giant. that. Jeez, I did not know that. Yeah, like there's an official like height chart of how tall Olaf well, is. Peppa Pig's like seven foot two or something. Peppa Pig has her two eyes on one side of her face. No, she doesn't, man. She does. I've got a 3D Peppa Pig. No, it's creepy. I'll yeah. bring it next time. So you listen to that song, the Peppa Pig song? Not yours. No, the, my Peppa Pig song is the best. I listen to that all the time. I know you do. After that, Peppa Pig had a toy pig. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about that every song. Time I I, that every song. time I see Peppa Pig in 3D, I'm like, what the hell kind of terrifying thing is I this? I don't want to see this. I can't. You can't unsee it, it sounds like. You can't. I'll yeah. bring it. I'm fine, but I don't want to see it. I'll close my eyes. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. We always get back to Peppa Pig. <laughs> yeah, somehow, <laughs> some way. Life. Um, um, they've got food, super potato. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but movies coming out, you guys Foods excited for? I'm excited for Onward. Save your life. Always man. remember to eat your seven. Yeah, Onward's coming out much sooner than I thought it was. Yeah, I've been trying to convince my brother to go see it with me because we're brothers. But that's if, fair. That's very sentimental. But if he says no, I'm just gonna see it tomorrow morning. Yeah. But if he says yes, I'm it comes out today on the sixth. Oh, I thought it already came out. Uh huh. Okay, I lied. So the Invisible Man next week. Invisible Man is out tonight. So what? The, the press screener they get like three weeks ahead of time. Everyone's already got yeah. the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. The premiere was this week. It comes out next week. Screw it. Okay. I won't see it for a while. Uh, I'm sure. But Invisible Man looks phenomenal. It's supposed to be phenomenal. And that's out right now. That's yeah. such a good take on that character. I I would tend to agree. Like ben, you might have even said it. Like, if they're going to build this uh, universal monster thing, they should do it small scale. I, I know they're not doing that, but well, I think you even suggested Blumhouse, like because they know. I probably how, did. Yeah, yeah. We could probably like. I'm not going to do it because I take a lot of work. But yeah, I'm pretty sure like, you even said they should do smaller scale these monster you, movies. Yeah, you can do Invisible Man modern. Obviously, we're seeing. Hopefully, they don't screw it up. But like the other ones, you can't really do. I mean, I guess you could do Creature of the Black Lagoon anytime. Uh, that would be a good, like, the, I could see that being, like, a timely, that might be the next one they do, because that would be timely for, like, climate change and stuff. True, yeah. But then, I mean, you could do a Dracula, but then you're, like, do you go so far into, like, 30 days and nights? Well, they're still also, like, like kind of, sort of, possibly, but not really, but maybe, like, Luke Evans coming back Dracula as Dracula. Yeah. Um, cause apparently he was like, he is or was under contract for like a couple more of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Was. But that happened. And apparently all the time. he still is. But like, so I don't know what they're going to end up doing. But then it's like, I don't, I don't know. I keep saying like, I was going to say you can't do Frankenstein now, but I mean, you could, it'd just be, it wouldn't sure be will. Frankenstein. James Wan is purportedly working on a Frankenstein yeah. movie. James Wan's doing everything, man. Yeah. He keeps doing these dumb Aquaman movies. They're apparently working on almost everything but Dracula, I think. Like, there's a Bride of Frankenstein that's supposedly coming, or was 
was happening and then got shelved. And then I think Elizabeth Banks is working on an invisible woman. Uh, I thought that was just a Fantastic Four spinoff. And then, <laughs> like, all right, it's not working with the whole team. Let's we'll just do them individual. <laughs> I don't remember. I read because so, I was curious about it because that was it was like the day that the Invisible Man reviews came out, and I was I got curious about the Dark Universe again. Yeah. So I was looking up, like, I basically read the whole Wikipedia for the Dark Universe, and it was talking yeah. about all the movies that are like, basically what happened, and then where the status is on. That was Standing the most Project. like cocky thing ever when they posted a picture of everyone like this is our dark universe which frankly it would have been pretty cool i don't think i didn't care for that mummy movie but there were some interesting ideas what was johnny depp supposed to be he was supposed to be the invisible man oh yeah and uh bardem was supposed to be frankenstein's monster okay um and i think i think they had talked about angelina jolie as the bride of frankenstein all i'm saying is i could do a solid remake of the wolfman Give me Wolfman meets Frankenstein, then give me Ghost of the Wolfman. Greatest What's... trilogy ever made. And then we get to a Monster Squad movie? Is that what, that... Well, so that's supposedly in the works, too. They're doing... I don't think it's Drag called Man. I don't think it's called Monster Squad, but it's, I think it's called Monster Mash. Oh. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or what they're supposed to be doing, but it's supposed to be like an Avengers style. Everyone just tries to get for to all the Avengers the style movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, classic team-ups, that's like a thing. That's not like something they're just pulling out of their yeah. left field because of everything. But I don't like, think it's going to be like a cinematic universe thing, though. They're not going to like build up to it. Like, I don't know. They just, like, they were good for, yeah. like, you know, turn-of-the-century movies. Like, they had them all meet up at some point. It wasn't like... Yeah. Sometimes they were, like, complete enemies, like King Kong and Godzilla. Some, like, Wolfman and Frankenstein, they start as enemies, and they're like, and? Mm. It's like, oh, okay. And then they, like, get each other to safety. I need to watch the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman again. It's probably been since 2012 or whenever that came out. I have it. I don't know if I've ever watched it. Um, I remember thinking it was terrible, Go- but I need to see it again. Ghost of the Wolfman's, like, one of the grail pops in my life. Really? Where it's like, I could easily buy it, but I'm like, I don't want to spend $40 on it. I need to watch... I'm not going to, I'm probably going to end up seeing, I'm going to try to actually go see Invisible Man maybe at nine, but, um, you gotta wrap this up, yeah, um, but, uh, I, I've got to rewatch like the Claude Rains, like the, or the original one again, because that one, I've seen it a few times and it's probably my favorite of the original Universal Monsters. What about the Kevin Bacon one? Not Hollow Man. One. That's, that's an Invisible Man movie. It is. Uh, no. No, it's no. no good. I, I've never seen it. Um, that's a, well, that's one that shows up on cable every once in a while. Uh, and like crackle and <laughs> crackle. stuff like that. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that one with Claude Rains is is awesome. I think that one and the Mummy, I think with Boris Karloff, are probably my favorites of the original uh, the original Universal monster flicks. Boris Karloff, man, he needs a pop. He does need a pop. Him and you know who else needs one is Vincent Price. Yeah. Yeah, he does need one. Um, you know what else would also be a cool pop? Brundlefly. I just oh. thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah. Man, everyone likes... Uh... Oh, brains. I can't think of the actor's name. What's his name? The Brains. No, uh, Malcolm... No, Brundlefly, the actor. Oh, Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum. I couldn't think of Jeff Goldblum's name. Yeah. Everyone loves him, so... Yeah. That would sell like hotcakes. That's what I was getting at. I just I thought you were thinking of the uh, from Return of the Living Dead, that zombie that's covered in tar. It's no, goes it's brains. That would be a good pop too. Yeah. Um. That movie's set in Louisville, Kentucky, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Um. All right. So, Jordan, I hope you hear this and are satisfied by this food and movies talk. Yeah, Jordan. If yeah. It's not good enough for you. Come on the show. Right. Fight me. I'm right here. I'm waiting. <laughs> Open invitation anytime you want to come on. Uh, bring your own mic. <laughs> yeah, bring your own mic. We've only got three. But, um, do we have four? Gotcha. For my road shows. Um, checking Letterboxd. I, so I've been, so I've never seen the Matrix sequels all the way through. Really? Um, so Reloaded and Evolutions and I think Matrix are all on Netflix until like Sunday. Okay. So, 
I started watching Reloaded the other night, and this will now be like the third night that I have to wa- finish watching it. <laughs> um, and that one's better than the final yeah, one. Yeah, and then I gotta watch uh, Revolutions before it departs. That movie came out in the same year, like both of them, right? It did, yeah. That's the first crazy. one came out on Memorial Day, and the other one came out like around Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, that's crazy for that time. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, Just up for the new Matrix movie? Well, more so the fact that I've not seen those two. I and think you're okay. They're available for them. free. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember, like, I have the first one on 4K. Yeah. So I watched that one last year and I was like, man, I gotta watch the other two. Just never got around to it. And so now that the possibility of watching them for free may be departing. I gotta, I gotta jump on it while I can. Um, but really, I mean, the most recent ones I have logged are Sonic and then VFW, which I watched, uh, I rented, um, with a $5 credit from Fandango. Um, bless up. VFW, and what's that? It's, uh, I, I rented it cause I kept hearing about it like on podcasts that I listened to. Yeah. People talking about how great it is. Um, it's about this group of like military veterans who are, um, shacked up in like their local veterans affairs place. Um, it's basically like just like a bar. Um, and across there in a dangerous neighborhood and they're across the street from like this drug den where like all these crazies hang out. And, um, I guess. Uh, the beginning of the movie, like the head of the, like the drug lord or whatever, like kills this one girl's sister by like, you know, he noticed, he's noticing that she's like, you know, she's itching for a fix. And then, um, he's got like a, um, you know, he's got a thing of drugs. And so he's like, he's like, do you want this? And he like throws it over a railing. And so then she just kind of like blindly like looks and chases it and then climbs over the railing and falls to her death. And so then, uh, the younger sister finds her and gets pissed at the, the guy that killed her. And then, um, I guess she steals his like supply of the drug and then runs across like, and then runs and for some reason thinks to run to the VFW post. <laughs> and so, so the movie is the, the druggies all trying to get back to that girl who's being holed up by the, in this VFW outpost with these guys. And so it's got like, it's all of these guys that like you love to see in, in, in anything. It's like, uh, Stephen Lang, Fred Williamson, David Patrick Kelly, Martin Cove, George went from cheers. Oh, wow. Um, William Sadler. Um, so great outstanding cast and it's, it's super gory. Like the kills are outstanding. Is it all just in the VFW, basically? Yeah, yeah pretty so much. They, so, so think of it as like assault on pre on precinct thirteen, but like almost as like a comedy ish. Okay. Um, so like there's funny parts to it, but like it's it's so over the top. It's outstanding. It's like, like rock shows at VFWs, and yeah. Loose lodges, like yeah, <laughs> right. I think I might watch this. Yeah, they're rough. So I I'd be willing to bet it ends up like on Hulu or Prime or something at some point or Shutter, but um, I couldn't wait. I had to watch it. And hmm. Like the Rotten Tomatoes is really good for it, and it's. It's awesome. It's re- it's really entertaining. It's not very long either, so that's good. Um, so yeah, I'm still only at two, two movies. What do you got for this year? Um, Little Women and uh, Abominable. You can just stop there. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you need. Oh, Frozen Two. Well, that'll be number three. Yeah, that's, that's it's like TV's just so good. TV is really good. I missed a lot the last two years. Dedicate my life to movies. That's what I was telling yeah. you, man. I like. I think I enjoy TV more. But movies are good. Jojo Rabbit, I saw so good. Yeah, yeah movies are fantastic. But it's like TV show. It's kind of weird. It's like I watch watch a lot of movies that are only like an hour long too. But I'm like, I can just turn this on and I know like I don't have to think about what I'm gonna watch for the next six hours because it's just gonna keep playing. That's true. Mm-hmm. I I, I see that's your how logic. I, that's how I got through 600 plus movies too. Because I'm like. All right, not even looking at what's next. Let's go for it. Hmm. I got like 16,000 movies in a queue. Might as well use it, right? Good Lord, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so you said you're excited for Invisible Man this yeah. weekend. and I guess um, it's the on- next weekend. I've, I've put a moratorium on buying movies recently. I'll probably pick up again at some point, but um, I have not bought Jojo Rabbit or... 
Uh, what was the other one that just came out? Uh, Knives Out. Knives Out came out this week. I've not bought that yet. That'll probably be my next one. Knives Out, I bought that that just the digital thing. So I watched it a long time ago. Nice. I love that service because it's not that much more than what a Blu-ray, but you get the digital. Mm-hmm. But then what ends up happening is I have a bunch of Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays unopened. That I <laughs> oh god, really? <laughs> yeah. That sucks. But um, yeah, I got groupers from uh, Anderson Cowan from the After Disaster podcast. That's right. And uh, we have to watch it. Yeah, I haven't like even opened the envelope yet, <laughs> but um, I I keep it's like this whole thing where we call him a boomer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually before OK Boomer. It was kind of funny. Like funny. Tyler's been like calling him fucking boomer like, <laughs> for years, and because uh, he's probably like in his late thirties, maybe forties. You know? Yeah. Um, definitely Gen X, but uh. He said he got like uh, they open they get fan mail because you know they're cool unlike us fans and uh, well that's because they're boomers people always don't send letters no they get like like packages and stuff no yeah so somebody <laughs> sent him a Blu-ray and he was like I'm super nervous this is gonna be a copy of Groupers so he sent it back to me so now I kind of want to buy a second copy <laughs> of it and just like <laughs> send it back to him and be like this was garbage yeah oh that's funny. Uh, he's he's driving an RV from Detroit back to uh, LA, and uh, they're going to Mammoth Cave on the way back. Really? And they did a whole episode about changing Cincinnati to Cincinnati, and like the <laughs> the Reds were the Cincinnati Red Light District. That's amazing. And uh, the Bengals were changed to the Bengals. I love it. So I tweeted and I was like, "Yeah, Anderson's not allowed in Cincinnati anymore." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do need to uh, we do need to get things set up so we can watch that movie. Yep, that'll be in April. So makes sense. A little teaser for your for your realies over there. Yeah, realies. that's right. That'd be upsetting. That would be upsetting. <laughs> and the wise words of someone important: do it for cinema. Remember last week when I interrupted you? That was fun. You mean every week? Sure. <laughs>